Welcome to Vedic Mythology, Music, and Mantras. I'm Ben Collins. This week we take a look at Gosha, one of the women seers of the Rig Veda, and the story of the Ashvin twins, the divine physicians. As always, this podcast is presented by Pujanet, P-U-J-A, dot N-E-T, your Vedic resource on the web. As longtime listeners will know, one of the things that I enjoy most about the Vedic tradition is the significant role that women play. The goddesses are the repository of great power in the universe, and as we all know, the Divine Mother is always called upon to come and save the day after the gods manage to get into all sorts of trouble by giving well-intentioned boons to the wrong people who then tend to torment the gods and ultimately mess up the universe. Well, it may surprise you to know that there are 27 different women seers of the Vedas, and there are several about whom we know quite a bit, specifically Gosha, Lopamudra, Maitreyi, and Gargi. The Vedas are, of course, considered to have an existence separate from that of human consciousness, so they're not compositions, but rather part of the essential structure of life, which certain very advanced individuals were able to see in their consciousness, and seer in Sanskrit is Rishi. The main seers of the Vedas are called the Saptarishi, the seven Rishis, who are created from the mind of Brahma, the creator. They are Bhrigu, Angiras, Atri, Vishwamitra, Kashyapa, Vasishta, and Agastya. But there are other seers as well, and the four primary women seers are very interesting and lead to lots of great stories so their cognitions and related stories are going to be the subject of the next few podcasts. So let's start with Gosha. Gosha cognized two sets of hymns in the tenth mandala of the Rig Veda. Both praise the Aswins, the divine twin horsemen who are also the divine physicians or Vedyas in Sanskrit. The first hymn in the tenth mandala is hymn 24, which has six verses and is in praise of the Aswins. And, as usual, it tends to lose much of its poetry and charm when rendered into English, but some of the phrases are quite wonderful. O Lord, who is resplendent and possessor of infinite wealth, please accept our sweet melodies offered as a part of this yagya and grant us riches a thousandfold in your happiness. You are indeed great. We honor you with our prayers and our offerings. You are the Lord of wealth and wisdom. So please bestow a generous portion of it upon us. You are indeed great. O glowing one, with your wealth of knowledge and peace, you inspire your worshipers and protect them also. Save us from our adversaries and guard us from wandering into sinful acts. You are indeed great. You who are the divine twins, powerful and yet accessible, please receive our offerings. You are indeed great. All the divine powers praise you. You cause the sparks of the Yagya fire to fly up. All the gods say, let the fires bring the offerings to us again and again. You are indeed great. May my departure be sweet, and may my coming back be sweet and pleasant. 
May you both, through your divine powers, enrich us all with joy and sweetness. You are indeed great. Of course, this is a mantra, and so its power rests not so much in the meaning, but in the quality of the vibrations it has when experienced in the right level of consciousness. And many hymns like this will have verses that end in the same phrase, and in this case, it is na yavase vishakshase, you are indeed great. Well, Gosha, unfortunately, didn't read a wonderful outer life. She suffered from a disfiguring disease, probably leprosy, and was not married, and so lived with her father. Uh, she spent her time meditating and prayed earnestly to the Aswins, and eventually, through their grace, was cured and lived to enjoy the happiness of marriage and family. Her longer cognitions appear a little bit later in the Tenth Mandala, as hymns 39, 40, and 41. And they're actually quite beautiful, but a little bit too long to recite entirely here. But here's a little bit of a summary, and again, it's addressed to the Ashwins, the divine twins and divine physicians. To inspire words of truth, intellect and wisdom, bestow upon us a glorious heritage and give noble men great treasure as bright as the moon. You who are the essence of the divine power, be good fortune to this wretched woman who grows old at home. You are the hope of the hungry, the blind and the feeble. You are known as the healers of the sick and diseased. You rejuvenate the aged and hungry people who are like worn-out cart, made new again. You lift up the drowning man sinking in the flooding waters. All of these acts of yours are celebrated by us in our worship. I tell everyone of your ancient and heroic deeds, and I have full reliance on you. O great and divine twins, hear me. I have been imploring you. May you give me your help as a parent effortlessly helps a child. I feel lost without a family, without a friend, and with no ties to others. Save me before it comes too late. Save me from this curse of childlessness. You confer upon us intellect and the capacity for work. You are extremely friendly and beneficial to us in our joy and happiness. In a mere moment, you can rescue a prayerful man from poverty and give strength to a charitable woman. You bestow spotless character on the deserving. The man and wife whom you befriend are never subdued by wickedness, nor do they suffer from grief, distress, or danger from any quarter. Your chariot is swifter than thought. It carries the, heaven, the daughter of heaven, the dawn. You cause the cow to give milk and can even liberate from the wolf's deep throat the swallowed bird as if releasing the rain from a cloud. O divine twins, where are you by night? Where do you dwell during the day? Who brings you homeward the way a bride attracts a groom? O great ones, you go by day to the house of your worshiper, whose failings you destroy. You go to enjoy the offering they make in the Yagya fire. Be by my side day and night to help me. Please come to hear the prayers of this worshiper who beseeches your friendship with offerings and praise. Bless me with your protection and grant me happiness. O divine twins, the bride is here, fully matured. Let a husband come to me. We wish to go to the abode of our dear and youthful husband. 
May you bestow riches and brave children on me. Come and accept our loving homage. Well, it worked, and her physical defects were cured, and she was able to marry and have a family, and her hymns became part of the Rig Veda. But the obvious question becomes, who are these Aswins? As you might expect, the story is wonderfully convoluted. Early in the days of the universe, the sun was all alone with no one to share his life because he was too hot and brilliant. So his mother, Aditi, approached her husband, Kashyapa, who arranged for Tvashtar, the architect of the universe, who put him on a lathe and ground off eleven twelfths of the sun. Most of the pieces became suns in different realms, but two were given to Shiva, one which took the form of his trisul, his trident, and the other Shiva gave to Vishnu in the form of Vishnu's chakra called Sudarshana. So the sun for our universe, Surya, is married to Tvashtar's daughter, Tvashtri, who one day decided that she really needed a break from her brilliant and hot husband and wanted to take a vacation and visit her home to see her parents. But Surya, for whatever reason, wouldn't allow it. So Tvashtri made a copy of herself, which she called Chaya, meaning shadow, and she secretly left. Well, Surya was none the wiser for a long time and had three children with Chaya, Shani, the planet Saturn, Savarni, and a daughter named Tapati. Shani was ugly, slow, and lame, and one day annoyed his half-brother, Yama. When Chaya stepped in to protect her child, Yama lifted his foot to kick her, and she responded by immediately cursing him to be covered in sores and worms. Since no mother would do such a thing, even to a very naughty child, Surya knew that something was up. Shani could not possibly be his child from Tvastri, and so under severe questioning, Chaya told all, and then ultimately Surya went off in search of his wife, who had heard, by the way, that he was coming, and so she ran off and assumed the form of a horse in order to hide from him. Well, eventually he found her and also assumed the form of a horse, and they played about in a field and eventually mated. She gave birth to two sons and able to assume many different forms. They are full of benevolence and immense healing powers. They ride in a golden three-wheeled chariot drawn by horses or birds and are the personification of twilight and announce the arrival of Usha the dawn. Interestingly, in the Mahabharata, King Pandu's wife, Madri, is given a son by each of the Aswins, Nakula and Sahadeva, who, along with the sons of Kunti, King Pandu's other wife, uh, Arjuna, Yudhisthira, and Bhima, are together known as the Pandavas. There's another Rishi, seer of some of the hymns of the Rig Veda by the name of Chayavana who was a son of the Rishi Brigu, who in turn was a son of Brahma, the creator. Now after many years, Chayavana had grown very old and really no one was interested in him anymore. And one day he was sitting on the ground deep in meditation and some of the sons of Saryata, a descendant of Manu, started to throw rocks and dirt at him. Sure enough, this riled Chayavana and there's nothing so fierce as a rishi who is annoyed because their curses are usually pretty severe. 
And so Sharyate, in order to appease him, brought his young, beautiful daughter, Sukanya, to him to be his wife. Although she wished for the strong and, and youthful husband of her dreams, uh, Sukanya was fully devoted to Chayavana, even when the young Aswins appeared and attempted to seduce her. Well, nothing would shake her resolve, and in fact, she taunted them by saying what they were just completely imperfect and incomplete as gods. But then, to further the taunt, she refused to tell them why. Well, in the end, they struck a deal. The Aswins would restore the youth to her husband, Chayavana, and she would tell them her secret. So off he went to bathe in a specific pool in the forest, and when he returned as a young and healthy man, she explained that they, the Aswins, were being kept ignorant of a great yagya that the gods were performing in order to extract Amrita from the ocean of milk and thus become immortal. But Indra, the king of the gods, wouldn't let, uh, wouldn't let the Aswins in. Chayavana appealed to him to let them in, but this threw Indra into such a rage that he picked up a mountain in one hand and his thunderbolt in the other and rushed at Chayavana, intending to crush him instantly. But the saint rather mildly said a secret mantra and sprinkled some water onto Indra, which cooled him off and stopped him in his tracks. But then the sage called forth a demon called Mada, who was so large that in his open mouth he contained the earth, the sky, and all the gods. Indra in particular was left standing at the base of the demon's tongue, about to be swallowed whole. Well, under the circumstances, Indra acquiesced and allowed the Ashwins to drink the Amrita and thus become immortal. And they assumed their position in the sky in the sign of Mesha, or Aries, and are the first of the Vedic constellations called nakshatras. Being sons of Surya, the sun, it makes sense that the sun is exalted there in Mesha. And so the nakshatra of Ashwini takes on the healing and rejuvenative aspects of the Ashwins. And interestingly enough, they are associated with the number seven, and mythologically the absolute manifests in seven channels, the seven different flames of the Yagya fire, and those flames, or manifestations of primal energy, are also symbolically contained in the horse. There are seven horses which draw the chariot of the sun. As Bepin Bahari says in his great book, Myths and Symbols of Vedic Astrology, we all think of the horse as representing power and stamina, and certainly one who can ride a horse can travel far. So if those who have their moon in Ashwini can master these powerful forces, they can rise both very high, materially and spiritually. So it makes sense that Gosha would turn to the Aswins to help her in her own life through the expression of her mantras in the Rig Veda. Well, next week we're going to continue with the Ashwins and the Rishi Dadichi. Indra taught Dadichi some very special mantras and some very specific spiritual knowledge, but told him that if he told anyone else, he would cut his head off. Well, here come the Ashwins, and do you think that Indra's threat would deter them? No. So it's a great story that comes from the fifth Brahmana of the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad, and is called Madhu Vidya, 
the honey, the honey doctrine or honey knowledge. Madhu is honey. So for chanting this week, I have three selections. First, the Surya, uh, Sun, Gayatri, and Kavacha, or protective mantra, which makes sense because the Ashwins are the sons of Surya. And then the Sanishchara Priti and the Navagraha Pratana, more slokas for the planets, starting with Saturn, who kind of put the wheels in motion in this story. And finally, because the parents of the Ashwins had uh, gone off to take the form of horses, a mantra from the Ashwamedha, or horse ritual. And that'll be all this week, so thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Asya Sri Surya Kavaja Mahamantrasya Agastyo Bhagavan Rudhi Anattup Chandaha Suryo Devata Shreem Bijam Neem Shaktihi Sumki Lakam Mama Surya Prasada Siddhyarthe Japevini Yogaha Japakusuma Sankasham Dibujam Patmahastakam Sindhuram Paramalyam Jarakta Gandhanulepanam Manikyaratna Kachita Sarva Varana Bhushitam Saptashvara Savaham Jamedum Yantam Pradakshinam Devasura Varir Bandyam Rashmi Bhikvari Vetitam Suryam Dhyatva Sudanabam Patechakavacham Buddha Grinipadushirodesham Surya Padulaladakam Adityolo Janepadushruti Padudivakaraha Granam Padusadavanur Mukham Padusadaravihi Jikvam Padu Jagannetra Kandam Padu Vibhavasuhu Skandho Grahamadih Padu Bhujo Padu Prabhagaraha Karavabja Karapadu Hrudayam Padu Bhanuman Madhyam Padu Satatashvo Nabhim Padu Nabhomanihi Vadashatma Kadim Padu Sabita Padu Sakthini Uru Padu Sarasrekto Januni Padu Bhaskaraha Jangeme Padu Matrando Gulpho Padu Prishampadihi Padu dinamanik padu padu vitro kilam babuhu Aditya kavajam punyam avet yam vajrasan nivam Yotharagati punyatma bhaktivan saduvanavaha Sarvaroga vajadipyo muchatena trusam shayaha Sambat saram basitva samra javadavim lavet Anekaratna samyuktam swarnamavitya bhushanam Kalpa vriksha samagirnam kadam bakusumapravam Aseda roga shantyartam suryam jayetu mandale Sindhura varnaja sumandalaya Suvarna ratna varnaja dubyam Patma bhinetraya supangajaya Brahmendra narayana shankaraya Samrakta jornam sasuvarna toyam Sakungumabham sakusham sapushpam Pradattamadaya jahema patre Sakasrabhano bhagavan prasida Oh,
ಮನಂ ಕೇತು ಕುಲಸ್ಯನ್ನತಿ ಕೇತು ಕುಲಸ್ಯೋನ್ನತಿ ಅಶ್ವೇಧ ಮಹಾಮಂತ್ರ ಅಜಸ್ರಂಘರ್ಮೀ ಮಹೇ 
ಉಭಯಾಮಗೃಹೀತೋಷ್ವಾನರಾಯ್ವೈಷತೆಯೋನಿರ್ವೈಶ್ವಾನರಾಯ್ವೈಶ್ವಾನರಗೃಹವಾ
ವಿವಕ್ಷಾಸಿವೃಷಭ ಸತ್ಯಸುಷ್ಮೋಸ್ಮ್ಯಗ್ಗೆ ಸುಮಗವನ್ ಬೋಧಿ ಗೋದಾ 